This is episode 141 with Rachel Breton. You're tuned in to Forever Athlete Radio, where together we go far. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, Forever Athlete founder, and your personal flow coach, helping you optimize your life one conversation at a time. Today's guest on the show is Rachel Breton, a sports psychologist, MLS videographer, professional soccer player, and really true master of all trades. Through her work, she shows us what it truly means to be the best version of yourself every single day, daily. That is a true forever athlete approach to life, isn't it? And it's no wonder that Rachel and I are actually working together on an upcoming book project that will be published in just a few short months here titled Forever Athlete, How to Tap into Your True Identity Daily. But you don't have to wait. We're gonna really dive into that conversation here today. She shares what she's really done to find meaning in her life beyond the pitch and live into her best self, what that actually means. It's a powerful one. We discuss everything from whoop trends to really her sports psych background and how she got into that practice of her life. If you're curious to learn more about the book project, whoop, or really anything else going on in this world, remember you can text in to 301-747-0718 and we got you with everything you need. A quick reminder that you can also call in and text in any questions you might have via that same number if you want them answered on the show. Again, that is 301-747-0718. So let's rock and roll with Rachel. Um, I love it. Well, we're joined this morning, this morning for me, afternoon for you, Rachel. Uh, thanks for coming on The Athletic Mindset. I'm excited to record a conversation because I feel like we've had multiple at this point where it was just so powerful and impactful. I was like, it makes sense to mic it up, but how are you feeling? hundred percent whoop score. You're recovered. You're ready to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. 90, 97 on my, uh, on the recovery a hundred sleep. Uh, maybe it could be an all time record. Who knows? Um, I think whoop is lying because that's not how I feel, but <laughs> I was, that was gonna be my next question was how much do you, how much weight do you actually put into those like analytics and stats that are coming through? I think uh, I think they're right. Weirdly, um, only sometimes I'm a little skeptical. As like uh, I don't know, um, there are times where I'm in the quote unquote yellow and I feel like I'm in the green. I'm like oh whatever, but then I see that I crash. So hmm. I'm like all right, so maybe it was right. And then there are times where I wake up kind of groggy, but I think I'm just waking up groggy. Um, and then I'm like, good to go. I'm like motivated, like signing the journal, meditating, reading Bible, go this, take a lap. Like <laughs> I am a green monster uh, when I'm in the green. Uh, and I don't think it's a placebo. I actually, you know, first, I think when we talked about it, yeah. I, got, I was trying to figure out, do I get the whoop or do I get the polar? Um, and then I said, you know what? I want to focus on recovery and better habits and this has helped a lot like I am so in in my head where I'm where I'm like you know what normally I would have like a long day of work let me have a glass of wine but I get home at 9 45 and I'm like eh, if, I, if I have wine before 10 my you know HRV my resting heart rate's gonna go up I don't want that and I'm like that's a good habit you know yeah um and I do see it like I've played around with it I'm such a experimenter that um I'll just test it out and I, it, it hasn't 
lied. I just wish that I wouldn't wake up so groggy. But to be fair, when I wake up, it says that I only got like 70%. So <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to be clear, this podcast isn't sponsored by Whoop, but you know, if Whoop, you're <laughs> listening. We won't hate it. Um, well, I would. <laughs> If you're here, if you're listening, <laughs> I love the um, I love this debate though around the wearables, right? Whether it is an Apple Watch, Polar, Whoop, all this stuff, because you know it's great feedback, but just like everything, I think, especially certain athletes, we can put so much of our eggs in that basket of like, oh my god, I'm not 100% recovered today. Like, yeah, it's a crapshoot. Like, I'm not going to be able to perform. How yeah. have you been able to navigate your relationship with the metrics, the data, with still showing up like how you quote unquote have to, but then also listening to the data in the sense of, okay, well, maybe I should take it a little bit easier. Like, yeah. Um, tough debate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Great question. Uh, as, as you know, and for our listeners, uh, I am retired, so I do have a little bit of a wiggle room. Yeah as to i don't need quote unquote my my, my friends still make fun of me because i'm like i have to run today they're like you don't have to run <laughs> i'm like yes <laughs> i do <laughs> i said you'll get it i say to my one friend morgan i'm like you'll you'll see just let i'll be right here when you when you're uh the same place <laughs> um so for me i don't have to perform but in my head i do because i want to keep uh, good habits and i think forever athlete so um can't change that uh, but I, I do take into note, like I have, um, a, a, a program and it's mm. all based off of recovery instead of based off of strain, uh, which I think is huge, uh, because I used to go back to go, 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 no matter what, like, you know, I would, I could be hungover, go, full, you know, max, like I never was, or I could just have, uh, when I was playing, a, a game day and then the next day right into it uh, or a hard practice and then right into it. And what I've come to realize is that it's not healthy. Um, mm. It's, it, it's not withstandable. And um, I am interested to see if I wore this earlier when I was doing the morning pickup sessions and then the speed agility training sessions or, or uh, strength and conditioning, then coach um, and do group sessions with clients until late at night like that's a lot of wear and tear on the body and i think it's um what what is ha what has happened with me is that i've taken to notice that i do need to recover and i mm -hmm. do need to take care of my body like we are on our feet so much i know you're a swimmer so not as much <laughs> <laughs> but um for our non-fishes over here we uh we are on our feet a lot and i'm seeing the pain that i have like i can feel it straight shooting up to my my back and uh so is that foam rolling? Is it rolling the ball? Is it, you know, getting the hypervolt um, and breaking up the lactic acid, uh, then it taking to notice sleep. Um, and then when I look at the the strain or the, um, uh, the workout and it mm -hmm. says, you know, hey, you've reached your goal. I actually take that into mind and I might go maybe a little extra, but if I have a, a long jam-packed day where I know I'm going to be animated at work coaching and stuff then I shut it down because that does count you know mm -hmm. um so it's helped change my mindset for sure and I don't I'm not I'm not gaining weight I'm actually just staying the same or getting a little more shredded so 
it's it's not wrong <laughs> and i do feel better so that's what my system is now i love that do you think if you had this kind of wearable t- technology and tracking available during your peak playing days do you think it would have helped or do you think it might have gotten in your head a little bit i think both i think okay. it would have definitely helped i think i'm at a, i think i'm a little more mature now where i'm like hey I can just shut it down. I used to think when I was younger at my peak days uh, that it was like, no, no, like uh, do it or don't do. There's no try. Like, you know, all Yoda, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, like just like go in. And uh, I used to think like, you know, I used to say stuff like (laughs) um, uh, softest for pillows, not people. Like I just say these things and I'm like, yeah, okay. But that's so extreme at times, you know? Um, so I, I think, uh, I think, I don't know. I think maybe it would have gotten in my head, but I think also maybe I would have kept playing wouldn't feel like my L4, L5, <laughs> the way that I do every morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause it was always about, you know, maximal effort. Um, and it's a tough balance because I do think that we are limitless. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not push? But that's a, you know, it's a tough, you oscillate between the two of, yeah, we're not limitless, but it's all about pacing, right? If you're going for miles, like it's not about maxing out every time. It's just about consistency and breathing and rest. Um, same thing in soccer. Like it's the same kind of training. You're not trying mm-hmm. to, you know, max squat, which we did in college, which was stupid. Um, but you're not <laughs> trying to like max every time and max and max and max, especially while you're in season it's about maintaining and then knowing when um, the, the, when it's appropriate to, all right, we're going to do hypertrophy. We're going to do strength conditioning. We're going to do, you know, weaning or just, you know, a little more cardio, less this. Um, So it is all about a plan, but it's about your body. That's Mm -hmm. what's key. And that's something that I didn't realize until uh, 29, 30, which I'm, which I am now. So um, I, I, that's why I tell my athletes, like stop comparing about other people, you know, that's the, mm-hmm. the social media could be great, but it could also be a doozy because it's like, oh, well, she's out there. I, I see like my kids, I uh, coach, oh, well, so-and-so got 200 juggles. She just posted on Instagram. Like, okay, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? You know, what, 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 and what are you doing? To, if that's your goal, what are you doing to enhance that? Um, so that's what I've learned. And that's what this has helped me with. Um, it's just saying it's you versus you. So um, making sure that you are giving your best every day, holding yourself accountable. And then you'll see your own personal growth. You know, if you give 1% each day for yeah. a year, you have 365% increasement. So that those are the numbers that I like to focus on. I like that approach a lot. And I think it's, it's so easy to sit here and be like, all right, yeah, like I know the plan for me. Like I know what works for me, but then there's that competitive gene inside of all of us especially the high level athlete right where it's like oh I'm supposed to go on this like long recovery run today but then you know lo and behold someone runs by me and I'm like I don't even know them but screw them like I'm gonna start (laughs) I gotta show them I'm faster and it's like to your point of that comparison game how do we navigate that urge that innate urge to be like Oh, I, I just want to show them up and I it's not an easy one I mean I can speak personally it's taken a lot of work to just like all right 
I know the value that I bring and I know the way that I can show up when I need to be hundred percent on, but now yeah. it's not one of those moments that I need to be hundred percent on. So yeah. I, I'm going to release that need. How yeah. have you navigated that? Cause I, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's super tough. And I love what you're saying. Um, because it, <laughs> just the other day too, like I'm saying all these things, but I just it brought me back to a run I did last week and I do intervals now. So I don't have to, uh, well, I try not to, I still, it's weird. I still try to stay in game shape, even though I'm not playing, but like, that's what I'm used to. And that's what I like. Um, I, I have dabbled in between different kind of runs, but right now I do like a 10 minute warm up, and then I'll do either one on one off one and a half on one and a half off or whatever, play with the ratios. Um, and I'm running and I'm running hard. And there's this girl also running and my clock is you know saying 10 seconds left in the run but i'm like but this girl's also running too so i can't stop right next to her and i'm like wait <laughs> what you don't even know what she's running who cares you know just just stop so but it was that split second i don't think we lose that competitiveness but i think it's just you know having that maturity to say like this is <laughs> this is your workout you know this is not you guys aren't running together it's just, just you <laughs> um so yeah, for, for me, it's uh, it's a matter of just sticking to the plan, um, mm. which I think uh, sometimes we we don't we don't know how to because we don't ask that question. You know, every day should not be your why, but your what. You know, what are you willing to go through? What are you doing? And then for your why, why? Um, but that has to be not just like a oh, I made a board and here it is. And, you know, it's just all cute and fluffy. It's something that you got to look into every day and say, so what are you doing and why are you doing it? Um, and that that is a daily thing. And then you can make that into, you know, weekly goals, monthly goals and, and make sure that they stay aligned. I think as um, athletes, we get lost in it sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, I think that we are focused on, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then when things kind of go awry or, you know, we're just kind of in our heads, we forget the whole reason why or wh- why we started and, and what we're putting ourselves through. But if you just stick to the plane, stick to the path, um, it kind of makes it easier because it's it's not a question. You you're, you're, That's your drive and that's your program. So you don't really have to worry about the external factors. It's more about okay, this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it. And this is why I will increase it. If it doesn't align with, you know, what you want to accomplish, then you can reevaluate and recess and say, this is what I wanted. But uh, as I'm, you know, growing, I'm realizing it's not as bad as I wanted this. So you just adjust that. That's what, that's what I do. Um, and I do find it productive because the other way you kind of lose your head. Does yeah it helps to be able to pivot there. And I think the firmer you believe that it is truly your timeline, the easier that is to make that flexible pivot or adjustment and really looking at whatever the feedback is that is coming across as just, it's a, it's a neutral thing. Like we can choose whatever we charge it as, whether it's positive or negative, but really feedback should just be this, direct you know this adjustment to our compass of like all right like this happened awesome we're just gonna now go a little bit to the right here a few degrees right. Right. um and try again 
But right. how have you adjusted to your timeline of things? Because I think that is, Ooh. we care a lot as humans about what the external factors in our lives are saying about us. Right. It's yes. simple as like, oh, we forgot something and we're going to like cross the street before turning around because we're worried that if someone just saw us and we just turned around, we'd look ridiculous. How yeah. have you like let go of that need of, okay, this timeline has to be executed? Uh, so, so for me, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, it's good. Uh, for me, it's, um, ironically, I was just talking to a friend about something like this um, the other day. And for me, like, I, I, am, I am an athlete, uh, I'm a Christian athlete. So I think as a Christian, we kind of, I think it's, I always say it's really tough to be a Christian athlete. It's not tough to be a Christian, it's not tough to be an athlete, but to be a Christian athlete, it's tough because you're focusing on you, right? Um, and faith and other dogmas uh, rely on something beyond you. Um, so as an athlete, I'm focusing on my times, my recovery, my process. Uh, but ironically, it's about we, right? So with soccer, that's like us. If you're in a meet, if you're in relay, it's us, you know? So it's about a unit. Um, so a lot of that, you kind of, you know, you want to make sure, and especially the way that I have always been is I want to make sure that I, cr I check my boxes, that I hold myself accountable. Uh, but then here we go again with the I. Um, so there's a lot of times that I think I have put my faith in myself, um, in my abilities, in my timeline, in my growth. And I always think about this line that I actually really love. And it's, uh, um, we plan, God laughs. Because it's true. Like, I don't have, unfortunately, and fortunately, um, I don't have the grasp on where I should be. It's not really my choice. Uh, mm -hmm. It's more of what, where, like where he wants me to be. Um, so my timeline, it used to be like, I used to like have claw marks and all the things that I love and all the things that I need to uh, adapt to and, and be, uh, and this is where I need to be. And this is what I need to do. And I kind of produce my own timeline. Uh, and it's, I think it's okay to have an idea but for me, the, the transition of letting go has been the hardest part because, you know, it's like they say, it's the, it's the, um, uh, it's the picture that you have in your head that haunts you, right? Mm -hmm. So I pictured myself still playing. I pictured myself like having my PhD by now in, in sports psychology and this and this, but I'm not there. And it doesn't mean that I didn't accomplish it. Uh, it mm -hmm. means that there's been a change or a shift in my timeline. And I think in life, it's all about adapting. And it's, I think life is actually improv, right? Because mm -hmm. you can have all these things planned up, but how many times have they like actually planned up exactly? You know, um, I think that's a rare, rare form, you know? Um, and I know, you know, we, you follow a lot of mindset um, materials and you know there's that arrow that everyone sees like oh look at that like look at look at Corey he's from, from here to here but they don't see Corey with the uphill battles and the lows and the highs and the lows and the highs you still have that same you know timeline and end but the yeah. way that it looks is completely different um, so for me it's just accepting that and putting my faith in something higher um, 
and and just adapting and adjusting because you know I, I had a job interview about two weeks ago and I had this 22 year old girl ironically asked me where I wanted to be in five years <laughs> and I and I laughed because I'm like five years ago I wouldn't I don't wouldn't imagine being here and mm-hmm. I can't imagine where I'm gonna be in five years like life is just so, so evolving and I think the pandemic is a great example of why how can we plan for that you know um so it's just being open-minded and being able to adjust that's that's what's helped me so much in my athlete career and then just my professional career just being open-minded and just understanding that it's for good and I need to make the best out of everything yeah I mean there's so much I want to unpack that you just shared there um one of the things that really comes to mind for me is that vision of, of you clawing onto the expectation and, and needing it to look a certain way. And when I see that, and I, I felt it at multiple times in my life, it's suffocating flow. Like it's not allowing that flow state that we're after to actually come in. It's no different than you taking the pitch, being super stiff and like so worried about your positioning and whatnot on the field that you give up a goal or you know what I mean like yeah absolutely. next thing you know you, you have the worst game ever and you're like but I was trying I was trying so hard yeah. like the more that the more that you can release that need not saying don't prepare obviously the preparation matters but by the time you step on there it's you're kind of surrendering to the moment and the the bigger picture and my question to you really is do you think your faith has really allowed you to maybe surrender a little bit easier than most people that don't have that in their life. Um, It's full transparency. Like I'm not a very religious person in that sense. Um, So I am curious to know of like having that belief in a higher power uh, in your case, being God, like does that help in your ability to surrender to the universal plan that is out there for us? Uh, yeah, um, I really do. I, I I am human, right? So I struggle. You know, I'm I've had uh, anxiety the past three four years. Um, that it's grown and not grown in ways which I never thought I would. I think maybe it's just trending now, right? Because uh, you hear a lot about it <laughs> um, more than ever. Um, but you know, the one question that my friend brought up to me, uh, is like, she's like, you know, you're, you believe in God, you know, and they always say like, don't worry. So how strong is your faith if you're worrying? And I was, you know, that was an awesome question. It's something that I had to reevaluate. Why I bring this up is that, um, it's because I was holding on to, and I, and at terms, at times I still do hold on to the results that I want, mm-hmm. uh, the results that I imagined, uh, the future that I am predicting. And I'm trying to be, um, uh, I was going to say Geppetto. Geppetto is the, is Pinocchio's guy, right? I, I think so. Maybe. But either, either way, I'm the pup. I'm trying to be the puppet master when I should allow myself to be more of the puppet. And I know that sounds really weird because people um, are uh, like, no, you got to take life into your own hands. But for me, I think that that's taking life to your own hands. Like, I think that sometimes, and especially as a retired athlete, you just have to let some things go. 
um, whether it's uh, uh, bad bad games, <laughs> right? Let's just stick it stick that way. Like things that we wanted to do in our past that we didn't do um, as an athlete or, or not. Um, just like me when I was twenty one to me now when I'm thirty, I, I like cringe at that person because <laughs> I'm like, oh. That was just, there was some, there was some weird times, <laughs> you know, um, but I, it's not about the past. It's about right now. And it's about what I can do now to help my future. And I think what has helped me a lot of times in my playing performance in my, in my career um, as a human is just like chalking it up, not giving up, uh, just letting it go and trusting that there is, there is a higher power um, looking after me um and that that is you know one is belief but the other one is faith and that's something that I think everyone can exercise in something it's kind of like and I don't know how your relationship is with your parents but whatever my mom or my mom said like I I was like okay yeah that's bible like you know she was she was I never found her wrong she was always right and it was very frustrating um but like if she said it was going to be okay I was I was good with that. Or my dad was like, reassured me. I was good with that. So I think it's kind of the same thing when you have um, a higher power, mind being God, is understanding like, I-, I got you. And I think just hearing that, like a me too, or I have you, or I've been there, helps you, you know, breathe a little bit easier and go on through the days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that that's totally helped me because there's a lot of things in my life that I'm like, I don't understand. Like I, I don't get it, but I, I'm understanding that the more that I do understand things, the less I also understand things because they're just chaos exists. Um, and there are things that I'm just not going to, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that I don't have to try to be my best self, like you said, or perform or, um, prepare. It just means that I have to distrust the process and can I flip everything for my good and what my vocation is as a person is to give back that that's mm. it. So if I can put myself in those positions, that's success for me, you know, and that's, you know, everyone has their definition of success. For me, it's just being able to say that I gave it a hundred percent and I was a good person. It's a great definition in my book too. (laughs) I think, I think being able to have that ability to trust makes the ability to surrender that much easier. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of us, you know, for multitude of reasons, whether it's past stories, past experiences that, you know, have happened in our life, it makes it a little bit harder to trust. And that can be applied to everything, right? Like that could be, that could be great relationship advice. That could be great life advice. Uh, It could be the athlete, right? That's coming back from an injury. And how can they trust that their ACL is going to work for them again after it, you know, last go out? It didn't. Um, what would your advice be out there for someone that is in a situation that is looking to trust a little bit more, but they're just kind of a little bit lost. They're looking around and they're like, I, this sounds like great advice, but you don't know me. You don't know my story. How do you, what would you say to that person? Um, yeah, it's, that's, yeah, it's tough. Cause I, I do have trust issues. I do. Um, and I think I'm getting better at it, but I think, um, I think it's just a coping mechanism, right? Because um, there's been a lot of me that I've been very trusting. And for me, and I, and I still think this is me, at least I, I think, 
um, I'll trust you until you show me that I, I can't trust you. But mm. I think what we're learning in society is that people could be manipulative um, and people do have hidden agendas. So I think the word and the word that I've been trying to work on now for like two years, um, what I do instead of like New Year's resolutions is I put a word. Yeah. Um, that's my that's my goal of the year. Um, in the past two years, it's been balanced because I haven't mastered it. <laughs> the other like couple of years ago, it was like uh, fear, joy, I forget. But balance has been a hot one for the past two. So I think it's a matter of balance, like understanding that even your best friend can let you down, right? Even your sport can let you down. Even your parents can let you down. Life can do that, right? So it, yeah, we're going to feel some type of way and we might not want to trust some things. But I think if we live our lives with closed wrists, we won't be able to be able to open the things that life can give back to us with open hands. So um, I think that just for someone that's going through the process and yeah, I might not know you, you don't know me either. I've had closed wrists before and I realized that <laughs> closed wrists just leads to more closed wrists, right? Um, but if you start to just loosen your grip and it's, again, it's, a, it's the feeling of letting go, but it's the feeling of accepting things, right? Mm -hmm. Accepting a handshake, accepting a hug, accepting the good graces that uh, life can give you. Um, and it doesn't have to be all at once, just like slowly uh, start to do that. And I think life wouldn't be so hard if you could just be open-minded to certain people, certain things. Um, I think it'll relieve the tension. You know, it's just like a meditation. Like it, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I think you said that you meditated a little bit. Yeah. Um, so some of the podcasts or things they say to, you know, relax your jaw. And it's so funny because I am meditating and I'm like eyes closed and I, and my, my jaw is locked <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I don't even realize that I'm doing it or that my hands are, you know, clenched or that my, like I carry all my stress in my neck and my shoulders that I'm like, so tightened, like, and you know, my, my throat is closing. It's like, wow. Like, subconsciously we don't know because we're just like apprehensive like waiting like we're waiting for battle and one of my mom's famous lines to me is like why not be ready to accept the good things that are coming to your life you know we're in such anticipation for the bad and to you know for someone to one-up us but isn't that what we're kind of also quote-unquote putting in the universe right if mm -hmm. we're, right so why not put those good things why not put that the the better halves out there and maybe we could receive that back you know so that's that's my little advice is just slowly loosen your grip and see how you feel yeah i'm a big advocate that you can only receive at the level that you're willing to give and if you're not willing to give then how can you ever expect to receive at the level that you want you know what i mean and i i love what you brought up there too of the people with the hidden agendas i think intention is everything honestly i think it is it should be the sole thing that all of us focus on um and it is one of the things that we as humans are actually phenomenal at picking up on you know what i mean like we can we understand when that person stops us on the street with the wrong intention we get that you know feeling in our gut that we're like this just feels weird i don't know why yet but it feels weird um 
so I think taking a second to get clear on your own intentions and putting that forth uh, goes a long way. And I also love the fact that you brought up balance and that you're trying to master it. Cause I would argue playing devil's advocate that I don't think balance is ever something that we can truly master because with each new thing that we take on, like there's now a new balancing act that is in place. True. I think honestly us as high achievers and most of those listening in would probably fall into that category as well. It's a constant re- recalibrating to that scale because I know me personally, like as soon as I feel like this podcast was rolling, I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go do another thing. I'm going to put something more on my plate. And just because I like the, the sh- internal struggle of figuring out, like, do you ever find yourself in that boat too? Like constantly taking on more the moment oh. you feel like you have the current yeah. situation figured? Yeah, I, I, that's like, but that's why, and, and you're right, I don't think we master it, but I think um, it's something that I really want to focus on because my past has been, not, not even my past, it, it's still me. I'm such an extremist. Like, yeah. I, I could have, like yesterday I was recovering, right? Uh, so my extreme was like, I just slept. I slept and I laid. I don't even think I burned a thousand calories. I just slept. Um, now today I feel like I want to do all the things, right? And it's like, how many times? I- I'm just trying to be cognizant and be aware. I- I'm, I know that that's how I am. So yeah. now it does take effort for me to say, hold up, <laughs> wait, you know, not too much. Um, which is again, full, coming full circle, the whoop has helped me because it'll say you're good. Like if you keep going, you're going to hit overstrain. So I think metaphorically, that's how I need to, that's not just in my body, my physicality, my fitness, but in my mind, in my, in my life, can I do the same? Because I have such a, I do have an addictive personality and I'm addicted to learning and being the Mm. best at all things I, I like you see like floating books I, I i i read all the time i i'm buying new books and learning and buying new books and learning and like taking new certifications and learning and you know jumping into new positions and jobs and learning like i you know i was selling life insurance like wh- what <laughs> like i it's something that i would have never done but i'm like hey i'm in a panty like pandemic that's what i say panty i'm in a panty like why not you know learn something new like everyone says i'd be good at sales like let's delve into something that i'm not interested in uh let's see if i become interested like i'm i, I have such a hunger for knowledge and experience because i think it makes you you like a utility belt like a, mm-hmm. a universal we can connect on most things um it's like I'm my own party trick and I love that about me, but I realized that part of that about me led to anxious me where it's like, Oh, this isn't good enough. I need to get this done here, 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 here. Like my schedule on my calendars are ridiculous because it's like, all right, it used to be get up at five work out, um, do your devotions, do your meditation, then make breakfast, do all this stuff, answer the emails. And it's, Oh, and then I used to think I'm a superhero because uh, by nine, I did all the things someone would do by yeah. three, you know, and it's like, okay, but you don't need to do that. I mean, there are times, sure, where there's like deadlines or crunch time, but it was like every day for me was a crunch time and it didn't have to be. So I was just sucking everything out of me 
and I thought it was good. And now and like that was extreme. You need to have a balance. Like it's okay to sit down and watch a movie. It's not a waste of life. It's okay, you know. Um, so that's changed dramatically with me. Um, and that's why I think, you know, I, I have to constantly say balance, 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 because I do mm -hmm. have that extremist uh, personality of like more. I want more. I want more. I got to do this. You know, uh, let's yeah, sure. Yes to this. Yes, to this. Yes to that. I was yes, girl. Um, and that's why my nose matters so much to me. And that's why I need to really, really uh, hone on on when it's okay to say no. Yeah. And I think it's too understanding that sometimes saying no to someone else is really a yes to yourself. Right. And we're really good at, yeah, I fall into that category too of I want to take on more and I want to say yes and help out people around me. But yeah. I also need to understand like I can't do that if I'm constantly saying no to to me and my priorities too. Right. It's good to do it every once in a while to your point. But yeah, when you fall into doing that as your lifestyle, you're going to lead into some problems. It's not to say that we can't do that for a few days, a few weeks, shoot, maybe even a few months if we're like really bogged down with deadlines and projects, you know what I mean? But I think to your point there of understanding and cultivating that awareness around our really just our energy levels, right? Like understanding, all right, how am I protecting those? And how am I making sure that I'm shooting for the green for bringing the tie back to whoop scores? You know what I mean? Like one of the things I've really noticed, it's like, I don't know if you could say the same, but I love the whoop in the sense of I've been able to get in yellow or green 99% of this year so far. Wow. Good for I think you. I've man. been in the red like four or five times. Um, and I think it's just around this awareness, you know what I mean? Um, but I think it starts with that awareness, right? Like understanding, yeah. all right, what are my limits? How can I flirt with them as frequently as possible without overstepping them too often? You know right. what I mean? And then having to really recover for three, four days at a time. Right um that well one congrats that's awesome you might you might be i'm gonna have to check on my whoop team and see where you're at you might be like a 15 million gold member that's awesome um, i i uh i i i have been in the red i was in the red yesterday perfect <laughs> um and there's nothing wrong with it though you oh, know what no. I mean? again it's just feedback that's what i think no it, cool absolutely it, it it's good um the the cool thing about me is that or, well about me about what i'm learning with this um is i'm becoming very aware but i already know when i'm going to be in the red i'm not shocked you know mm -hmm. like the days that i'm like yeah i i uh, i overdid it today or i or i had a late meal or whatever i'm like i know this is what's going to happen but the the again the balance is understanding like that's going to be okay like obviously i put my my body through hell today so yeah that that's going to be all right i still would have done that i had to um so now that means tomorrow's just an off day and a meditation day or uh you know a, a light jog recovery day mm. um so that that's been good for me uh you you said something oh uh 
so what what I have understood as well as myself and the one thing that I think everyone needs to do is to get to know themselves um I think we don't I think Mm -hmm. we can't and you know it's about everyone has their different nuances and things like uh I don't know if you've ever taken the Enneagram I've taken the Enneagram test uh my uh, Briggs Myers uh love language I just find those all all interesting not like you again you could hold them as bible but I think how we answer them that is interesting and I like to retest and see if I'm still that same person or what Mm -hmm. has changed I have been the same for for most of it but I like that because some of the wording in those things are like it helps you understand you so for example my love languages are uh uh, words of affirmation and physical touch words are huge for me I love words I, I think it's it's key and not just like in a relationship but just communication mm-hmm. right if you can communicate to me um as an employer an employee friend you know boyfriend whatever that's huge right because then that you're taking the time but then I can understand because again full circle I'm a analytical person I'm a comprehender like I again knowledge like I need to understand Mm -hmm. so that I can feel good um why I'm saying this is that going back to the to the no's and the yeses and allowing yourself to 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 be kind to yourself I realized that I preached a lot about loving yourself and loving others and being kind and I was so not like that to myself I Mm -hmm. like and that's a really tough thing to say um because I felt that I, I exuded joy and love, but that was for everyone else but myself. And I think only within this year, year and a half, I've really taken the time to say like, no, or say like, I do need to push myself here or I need to be kinder here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hold myself accountable, but I don't have to say the things that I say, like like when I when I couldn't hit a time, I used to be like, you know, you you're a piece of whatever, you know, like you, you, why didn't you do this? Like you're going to do it in like all in my head. And like, if I'm saying that to myself, I'm allowing others to say that about me too. And then I'm, I'm putting a lot of weight on others feedback and opinion. And it's an astronomical downfall for myself versus saying like, Hey, you didn't make the time today. That's all right. Next time you got to do it. Or Mm -hmm. what, what can we do to adapt for you to hit those times on the regular. Um, so it's still holding yourself accountable, but still being kind to yourself. But, you know, what you said about, you know, saying no and, and, and doing that for you, I think that's huge. And I think everyone needs to just take a, take some time to get to know them, yeah. uh, to, to know themselves, because it also helps you become a better compassionate person, teammate, uh, family member, what have you because a lot of times we just feel things and we don't know why like i'm angry okay well then let's do the layering you know cognitive behavior effect like why like what is really bothering you and a lot of times it, it, it's your own feelings of like self-worth or trust or you know belief system or doubts like these are things that like i believe we're onions and like we have mm-hmm. 13 layers let's get to that core and figure out you know, what those things are, because then I think that would help you with like what you're saying, like, you know, yourself. So 
getting in the green and yellow every day, uh, understanding like what you can do, what you can't do, Mm -hmm. uh, and then feeling confident to express that because I think what gives us apprehension is as an athlete, letting other people down. And so we just want to like rally and and go in and it it exhausts you. Right. And if you can't be your best self for yourself, how can you be your best self for others? It's my little Ted talk. (laughs) Uh, I I loved every minute of it. Um, Again, so many things I want to unpack there. Um, One of the things when you were talking about the self-talk, I think, one of the things that came to mind first is we can have high standards for ourselves and we should, um, but that doesn't mean that doesn't come without um, experiencing and expressing grace for ourselves in those moments too, when maybe we don't quite live up to that standard that day, that it's, it's not a permanent reflection of who we are. It's just a reflection of that moment in time. Um, And that's huge. The other thing I think of is I, when it comes to self-talk, I always have this image of my head and I don't have any children yet, you know, that will come down the, the road, but I always imagine and like to imagine when I'm speaking to myself, if I had a child and they had a coach that was speaking to my child the same way that I was speaking to myself, how would I react as a parent? And if I can take a second to pause and analyze what kind of dialogue is going on there and be proud of like, all right, that's a good coach. Then I know I'm on, on the right direction of how I'm speaking to myself on a day to day. But to your point there of like, yeah, my self-talk is, well, you should really run faster. You're a freaking idiot. Like, why didn't you try harder? I want to, I want to obviously have some gripes with that coach that's speaking to my, my child. Right. Yet I'm I'm speaking that way to myself. So I yeah. think that helps put it in perspective for No, that's true. Least. That is true. Imagery helps a lot. And you know, that's uh that's interesting that you say that because I used to say that uh I think that we're all just older babies, you know, like we are <laughs> we are though. Like yeah. we are children of our parents and our parents are like we're all just each other's kids, right? Essentially. So that helps me and my compassion, but I think that's a great imagery that I have to start putting in with my self-talk because like, like if I spill coffee, I'm like, you're such an idiot. And I'm like, what? that doesn't make me an idiot. Like I just trip, <laughs> it's okay. Like, I, like, wow. But again, so extreme. So, yeah, it, you know, and I, but I never, I'd like to find myself on the other extreme of saying like, it's it's a tough thing for me to be like, like, like you're the man or like, you're the best. I, I don't, I don't ever say that. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should. I, I just have, I just don't think that's true, but I find that... in other athletes or other people with that mindset that helps them so much because mm-hmm. they're like, they can't do no harm. So therefore they're just constantly moving and grooving, you know, like, I think, you know, I think that's like the Muhammad Ali, right. He's like, I was the best even before I knew I was like, you know, like that's so cool because you're manifesting in your own greatness, uh, holding yourself to a standard uh, and not deviating from it. And I'm the opposite where it's like, like you better not, you know, F up. You're like, it's like, what? <laughs> Relax, man. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I think all in all, we can all learn that it's not that serious. You know, exactly it's really not that play 
yeah, yeah. to your point like we're all big cats like there should be play we and play i think is phenomenal right in the sense of it just gets us out of our mind for a second and yes. like really into our body and really allows us to feel and all these things that we've been talking about um i've absolutely loved this conversation and i think we could literally probably go on for hours and hours which yeah always <laughs> we will at some point um i want to ask you the fast five which are five rapid fire one sentence one word answers the first one is um man now i'm blanking on the fast five i'm Ooh. like i was such in a flow of where we were going stuff um <laughs> that's how pressing is yeah what's your go-to podcast that you're listening to that you're jamming out to that no one else has really heard of oh uh, something new yeah this is uh this will be good because uh, it's i know i said i'm a i'm a christian but uh, it's called the buddha podcast i think uh it's awesome i'm actually just gonna uh the buddhist boot camp podcast um it's by timber hawken or hawkeye okay and he's great man like the way he speaks about certain things it's so calming and i do you know again one obviously i know it's supposed to be quick but i'm <laughs> open to all religions and i think understanding everybody helps you understand your own religion as well uh and each other so the way he speaks it's like awesome and a lot of things about ease and flow and mindset and it's helped me with my breathing so that's definitely a good one yeah i love that you're open to new perspectives i think we can all learn from that number two is i know you're an avid reader seeing all the books behind you uh we've jammed out on a few books together uh what is your favorite book that you've read in the past year oh in the past year um as i'm looking around oh uh i would say the 10 times rule okay great card uh, or yeah uh, yeah okay it's good it's the yellow book good nice yeah. nice i love it what is number three is what's a quote that you live by um to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift by steve prefontaine i like that a lot um number four is what's something that you can't live without <laughs> apparently my whoop uh <laughs> uh honestly my parents i just i, I and i know that's a an inevitable thing, but I, I just, I love them. It's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, number five, I think you already answered this, but what's your one word focus at this point in time? <sighs> balance. Yeah, balance. But um, I'll raise it and I'll say uh, faith um, because of all the things that I said, like we we're in a generation right now or a society where life has brought a lot of doubt mm -hmm. um so i'd like to have a stronger faith in my morals my ethics my purpose and my why my what you know i think uh, we get a little too distracted and as we said in the beginning focusing on the timeline that suits us not fitting others in one of my media oh no it was um it was a yale class i took it was about um, comparison and, and 
self-awareness and people mm-hmm. always say it like we have unrealistic measures and the the professor was saying why are we comparing ourselves to beyonce we are not beyonce <laughs> are you like are you rachel uh a singer dancer no so why am i you know like oh well, beyonce's here like why am i not there this makes no makes no sense right so yeah i think uh not having those doubts and understanding your purpose your passion your life um and having some faith in that so a little balance and faith would be my two words are you saying we all can't be beyonce I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, Rachel, I want to take a second to just acknowledge you. um, Regardless of whoop scores, the way that you show up in this world, the impact that you're making. um, I know this is just the beginning of a lot of really good uh, collaboration and friendship here between us. And I'm excited to see the impact that this episode has. So I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for your time today. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I uh, thank you, Corey. I'm really glad that our lives have connected, and you're a you're a good egg. So yeah, we got to get you out here on the the West Coast, and vice versa. Where can those listening in find more of you? Uh, whether it's social media projects you're working on, all of that fun stuff. Yeah, social media. Uh, Rachie Brett, R A C H I E B R E T, on all of the platforms. Amazing. I'm always envious when people have gotten like one handle across all the platforms. It's like, I was a little too late to the game. There's apparently a lot of Corey camps out there. So. Yeah. I, yep. I just, uh, I think I definitely got into that, but I don't know a lot of people that are going to be Rachie Brett. It's like, what is that? So people actually think that's my name and I'm like, that's not my name. <laughs> it's, I don't, I'm not like share. I'm not there yet. <laughs> hey, just, just own it. You know, we'll, we'll get yeah. you there on your timeline. Rachel, yeah. I appreciate you. I'll enjoy the rest of your Monday here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Corey. I appreciate it. (laughs) Appreciate you tuning in today with us and taking the time to listen to Rachel's wise words. I encourage you to really check out her and connect with her a little bit further. If anything she said struck a chord with you, she is truly a phenomenal life teammate to have on your team. And speaking of which, Getting the most out of life is easier when you're surrounded by the right team. That's why we created the Forever Athlete Network. Head on over to foreverathletela.com to join in or again, simply text 301-747-0718 to join the team of growing seekers who want to make the most out of their life on a daily basis. You're tuned in to Forever Athlete Radio where together we go far. I will see you all as mon- on Monday as we continue this talk about continued growth and facing your fears. Enjoy.